everyone and welcome back to another episode of an express nintendo podcast the official nintendo podcast of goomastomp.com i'm your host cameron dax and joining us we have games editor mark kalaroff cameron i have a very important question for you hit me who is the big man of our team and who's fry and who is shiver wow this is this is a good question i'm gonna hold off on answering it until i introduce other other, other guests here uh, we also have with us indie games editor campbell gill I think that on this show, we're all big men at heart. <laughs> uh, and uh, joining us again, a very special guest, uh, Guma Stomp contributor, Marty Allen. Oh, it's it's always an honor and a pleasure to live my best various day life with you all. <laughs> Square Enix would be proud. Uh, have you been playing, has anyone been playing the various day life? They dropped a demo. Has anyone touched it? Goodness you me. think I have? No, Goodness I'm never. No, Marty says. <laughs> <laughs> the response is so like, are you are you are you kidding me? Like, I would never. Oh man, I am intrigued though. The uh, the farming simulator slash life simulator, various day life dropped. That's not the Enix. end of the world one, right? That's harvest. No, no, that's no, harvest. Yeah, right. If I you like- don't grow the corn right, the entire world will blow up. I yeah. love that we can distinguish which Square Enix farming game with a ridiculous name we're talking about. <laughs> exactly. No, this is Various Day Life, which is $30. I'm just looking now wait, on the eShop. Wait, what? Uh, 28, $28.99? What? Oh, wait, that's much I more just, I, I'm just, I'm just in love with that like very curiously generic name. It's so, so special. <laughs> it's so good. How, we, guys, we got to play this demo. Like, What are we talking about? We, we have to. If the demo is still available, we should play it. Let's do it. Uh, then we anyway, can record that... one of those uh, recording episodes. Where record we all play the game re- live, you mean? Yeah, oh, we can make, yeah, 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 we can make right. one of those recording episodes. I see what you're yeah. saying. Like, I... like do like a live a live uh, podcast of us playing the demo of various... Daily... I, don't, I don't know. No, I don't no, know no. I, I meant we're just going to make a podcast, but we have to keep <laughs> changing the name. So instead of, you know, how it's various day life, we're going to be recording episode... Uh, oh, we're recording. I understand. Yes, we are recording episode. Um, oh my god! I'm glad we could get to the bottom of that witticism. Even these screen, <laughs> even these screenshots look insane. Sorry, I'm getting distracted. Um, we're not talking about. Very, we're not doing. We're not. We didn't have Marty on this podcast to talk about various day life. We had Marty on this podcast to talk oh. about the latest and greatest in the Splatoon franchise, Splatoon Three, which just dropped last week. Uh, Marty and Mark have been playing a ton of it over the last few days, and they're going to kind of walk us through their initial thoughts and feelings. Um, Mark, you're you're reviewing it for for Goomba Stomp, is that right? Yes, it's become a massive review because you yeah. know me, I like to go around every corner and look at everything. <laughs> no, well, one thing, Marty, uh, or rather Mark, one, one thing I always appreciate about your your reviews is that you, you don't just try to like pump it out the day of you're like you know what no i'm gonna give it the time it needs especially with a game with a game like this which like you can't really review it until there's until you play a ton of online multiplayer that would be my Mm -hmm. my uh impression at least um 
I get, you guys tell me where where do you want to start? Do we want to start with the single player? Do we want to jump right into the multiplayer? Like what's what's the what's the angle you guys want to talk about with this? Or are you going to get to the question? What about what about Shiver Fry and Big Man? Oh, who's the Shiver <laughs> Fry and Big Man? Listen, you'll have to tell me, Mark. I haven't played this game, so you'll have to. You got to. Well, we can go this. by we can go by the new Splatfest. So it's Gear Grub and Fun. So uh-huh. Cameron, I'm going to say you're Big Man because you keep okay. up the fun. Okay, great. Definitely, I'll take that. Fr- Fry. Fry has all the the puns and stuff. That's like grub. I'm pretty sure. Oh, so, okay. wow. Campbell, that's you. That has to be you with all the puns. Campbell, I know Campbell feeding I us. I would have to be. Yeah, I would have to be Shiver because I'm the objective one. The group. Wow. This, you know. Wow. The narcissism at times. So uh, what you're okay, Marty. Is, so Splatoon <laughs> has the unexpressed Nintendo podcast in the game. Is is what you're mm-hmm. saying? They sound just like us. They sound exactly like us. Uh, Marty, as an impartial is an impartial observer who occasionally listens to our show, would you agree with Mark's <laughs> assessment? I agree with it one hundred percent. Wow. There you have it, folks. Yes, uh, th- three. <laughs> this is the this is the new yeah, this is the new uh, the new designation. Wow, I'll take Big Man. I love that. Big Man is, is a fan favorite. <laughs> I'm I'll be the fan favorite. I love it. Um <laughs> That rules. Uh, <laughs> is the Splatfest still ongoing? The uh, what would you bring to a desert island Splatfest? Or is it no, it hasn't happened yet. This no, oh, it hasn't, it hasn't oh, it's yeah, upcoming. Yeah. Yep, I see. this weekend. I'm, I'm, I misread the. Uh, well, the thing. it's sort of ongoing. Whenever, like you know, once it gets announced and it comes out, like you can go get your shirt and like it's it's like in the air and affects gameplay a little bit, but like it's not mm-hmm. happening yet. Okay, all right. So it's gonna be it's gonna fire off pretty soon though it's at the, we're recording on tuesday so it'll probably pop off what friday in five or is it thursday yep in five yeah. days okay friday i think yeah exciting um have you guys already chosen your teams yeah team fun i, have. I am wow. also on team fun i will see you there good 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 teammates <laughs> so i love be that. on the battlefield <laughs> I love I'm, that. I'm a, All right, so I'm a big fan of Fry. It was hard for me to decide, but I ultimately yeah, right. Had to I, I really fun. like Shiver and Fry. Yeah, you have to go. So with okay, the big so man. so listen. Here, here's the here's the listen, guys. I gotta ask you. Here's the real. This is the real Splatoon. We're gonna get into it right now. Mm-hmm. So when you're when you're on a Splatfest, do you go by host or do you go or you try to stay true to yourself and you really are trying to choose the the thing that you truly believe? Um. That's a great question. <laughs> it is a great question. Thank you for it. The, the big man was already on my chosen side, so yeah. you know, things kind of just aligned naturally. Uh-huh. Okay. Mm. I mean, I am, a, I, I, I am a, also a big fan of big man, but I think I have a slight <laughs> preference for the deep, awesome weirdness of Fry, yet I still chose Team Fun, so I think I had to follow my heart to the, to the team that called me. Mm-hmm. Wow, I, I think that's important because listen, guys, it's not about which um, are, are they are they calling them idols in this game? What, what are they? What are they calling? Yeah, the, they're the still trio? The, the pop stars. I mean, the pop stars. Okay, yeah. so it's listen, guys. It's listeners. I want you to internalize this. It's not about you. Got to be true to yourself, <laughs> right? So don't don't just blindly follow the pop star that's your favorite. You got to stick with your guns. You got to like look within yourself and and choose. When you're choosing these Splatfests, you know, especially if they keep doing these three-way ones, you know, you got to follow your heart. Um, I think that's very important. Uh, we here at Express have always believed in following your heart. That's why Kingdom Hearts is our favorite franchise. And, Wait, uh, excuse me. <laughs> Are we talking about the cloud version? The cloud Kingdom version, Hearts? yes. Yeah. Specifically the cloud version. Yeah, yeah. as a Nintendo-focused <laughs> show, of course, we have to advocate for it. 
If there's one thing to uh, know about the show, our listeners know that we just love cloud versions. We adore the cloud versions that you could play on the Nintendo Switch. Uh, uh, no, I, listen for real though. Uh, Mark, Marty, like let's let's get into it. Splatoon three. It's mm-hmm. been as we alluded to last week, the one of the biggest launch sales ever. ever. For a Nintendo like, Switch. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. That's crazy. That's crazy. Um, yeah. Like I mean, you take it away. What do you, what do you, is this justified? Is this like what do we think about this? Uh, I'm going to speak from my personal opinions. I don't know about you, Marty. I think you're going to agree, though, Marty. Uh, It's completely justified. I mean, it's the best Splatoon game yet. And here's the thing about it. With each entry, the multiplayer has always been the focus, but there's a lot surrounding it that players love to just indulge in. So on the surface, I feel like a lot of people may play this who have dipped into the other two, and they're going to be like, oh, it's a marginal upgrade, yeah, this and that. But in reality, I don't think it's a marginal upgrade. I think it's actually a big upgrade from the second one. And while I don't think that perhaps the campaign is on the same level as the Octo expansion, I do think it's certainly better than the other Splatoon, the core campaigns that they had. And I think overall, obviously the battle system, the turf war... Just the main gameplay mechanics. It's all so refined and so much better. Now you don't have to listen to the hosts at the beginning. You could put it on in the background as you immediately go into the lobbies and stuff. So that cuts off a minute from when you'd go in. So like in Splatoon 2, it would take you about two minutes to get into a match. Now it takes you about 50 seconds from the second you boot up the game. Big improvement, obviously, especially on Switch, which is handheld platform. You want to get in there quick. Um, (laughs) Salmon Run, they fixed it finally. It's not hours anymore that you could play during the day now you could just play it at any time with people online which is a fantastic change the the whole game is basically refinements and improvements to the original especially stuff like the user interface system where there's all these new icons and stuff which i don't even know if marty if you picked up on a lot of these but there's a lot of like indicators and stuff going on that actually tell you a lot about what's going on in the battles I don't know if that's um, something you picked up on. I'm cu- I'm curious what you mean by that. Um, so like when you get splatted, yeah. there are like certain icons mm-hmm. where you could tell which weapon was used to splat your teammate, where that was located. Um, like ink will shoot off like a little icon from the top of the screen when they're X'd off. So that way it sort of like gets your attention. Yeah, I haven't noticed that actually. That's super cool. Um, I've just been obsessively playing for twenty hours and not <laughs> noticing things. <laughs> Marty, be, Marty, yeah, like, be honest. Be honest. Are you playing right now? I could. I am. I'm thinking about playing right now. And it's See, that's really not funny, a like, no, I, which is concerning. <laughs> Has the I, mic um, in front of the TV and he's just staring right into it, two inches away. Joy cons under the table. It, it's funny, like cards on the table for like I I one thousand percent agree that everything's been sharpened for the game. You can feel it everywhere. I have tried everything. I've tried Salmon Run. I've mm-hmm. tried the new the the new story mode. I just go in and play Turf War like all day long. I'm just in there playing <laughs> Turf War love all Turf the time. War. Yeah. Um. I just love it. I love it. I've been playing Splatoon since Splatoon One. Loved it, Same. and Splatoon Two loved it, and now I'm here for this. And this is just—it's the best version of it. And um, but I haven't even noticed that stuff. That's so cool. But that's a big part of what's really cool about this game. There's so much depth. You know, you think you're obsessed with one weapon for so long, and then you dip your toes in another weapon, and you're just down another rabbit hole. It's so good. It's so good. But it, yeah, mm-hmm. I would leave it to you, Mark, to speak. Maybe have you have you played more of the story mode and stuff like that? Oh, I finished the story mode. Mm-hmm. I finished cool, every cool. single Splatoon story mode. I play, yeah. I, mean, I played a bit of it. And, and thought it was very good again you know mm-hmm. just like it's, it's like 
Turf War just calls me all the time, just calls out to me. Mm-hmm. Um, what I will say this. Oh, for, well, Sorry. for weapons, I usually do the uh, the arrow spray. I really love that one. Yeah. That and the zapper is great. Too. The dualies are great. I mean, it depends yeah, yeah, yeah. on, you know, preference. Everyone loves... Like, I'm not a huge fan of the snipers, but I know people who absolutely will only play with the snipers. So, yeah. you know, it all comes down to user preference, like with most shooters. But in terms of the campaign, it's, um, it's weird, because this one feels like a culmination of everything they've built up to. And I didn't think I would say this, but it actually gave me answers to the lore that I had questioned in the last game. And no, the it lore solves is so cool. Yeah it's, yeah, it's so it's so cool, and like I mean, that's a big part of the appeal, right? Like the gameplay mm-hmm. is so sharp and so fun and so unusual to feel Nintendo's polish on a game like this. But then the mm. lore behind it and the style it's just are insanity. just insanity. Like, yeah. It's such banana stuff. And like, I actually like, I won't usually play through all of the campaign. I'll get a feel for it, but then I will uh, read about the lore. Like I'm very intrigued by the world that I'm in love with. Like it's a, it's a, it's such a cool Nintendo world that they have mm-hmm. there. It's, it's totally wild. And it's, you know, it it goes into so much with, like, the whole, from the second game with people making, like, conspiracies about the Grisco company and how you have, um, there's a little bit more lore on Lil Judd and you have stuff about the salmon and how during the marketing for the game, how there was a lot of SOS um, was appearing in, like, a lot of the ads, which people believe stands for Save Our Salmon. Uh, <laughs> it just like just keeps going so deep into so it. So deep. That's yeah, so and cool. I love it. That's so weird. Oh man. Yeah. Uh, man. Campbell, you were gonna say something? Oh, I was just gonna say that as somebody who doesn't know anything about Splatoon lore, I just love every time Mark describes the story, even at just the very surface level. It just sounds like the most absolute insanity, the most ridiculous mm-hmm. stuff. Imagine. Well, let well, me let me tell you about the new one. I was gonna <laughs> say, please, please, please so the new us. one yes. uh, continues the story of the Squidbeak Splatoon, which is uh, the so it's the agent from the first game, Agent Three, who has now been promoted to captain because uh, Captain Cuttlefish has retired. So he's sort of more of a background entity now, but he still plays a really important role in the plot without spoilers saying anything. But uh, basically the game opens up to a very surprising boss battle, which is you have to fight DJ Octavio and you end up falling into this underground pit as the new Agent 3. And then from there you meet Callie and Marie, who were the pop's idols from the uh, the first game, and now they're with Agent Three, who has become the new captain. Which he's literally, or she is literally, just called the captain. <laughs> and it's funny because the the way the dynamics and the chemistry between the characters is presented in this game, like obviously it's no God of War or anything like that. Like you can't expect <laughs> that going into this game. But I, it's I like I would never have thought to compare it to God of War. But thank you for making that comparison, Mark. Of course. But it's all like it's very Boy. comedic. <laughs> <laughs> But it's all very comedic and the way everyone talks to each other and they have progressed as characters. It feels like they've actually evolved over time, which is very surprising because I thought it was just going to be like, yeah, there's going to be a lot of fish puns and stuff like that. But like, no, these characters have actually been through events between the last game and now and they've gotten to a certain point and now they're forming this new team that's clearly still being developed and... You clearly have more allies that they don't talk about and it's just interesting and there's a lot of setup for like possible dlc in the future but the the writing and the boss battles and it's all such a such a great highlight that i didn't expect 
And it's still, it's such a shame because there's one thing about this game that I feel like has always suffered in all the Splatoon games, and that's like the level design for each level, which you have a really, you have a, such a smart amount of puzzles in this game, but the design of the levels themselves are like unremarkable. They feel like a bunch of blocks just kind of like put together. Like this feels like it was made in like a generator where they have the assets and they kind of just like put them together to make like cool setups but there's no like art design to it all which i kind of wish there was because i i I walk away and it's like i can't remember a single look to a level but i remember the challenges that i faced and especially when it comes to the boss battles the character designs and their movements and it's like i remember all this but it's such a shame that the world itself outside of the hub world of alterna which is this underground world that you'll explore I can't remember like any particular design inside one of the levels themselves. Yeah, it's a funny balance, right? Like you feel like you're in like um like a developer's like room where they're just like figuring out mechanics, but then the gameplay is super good. And like it's so funny because they've taken the game to such a high level and at the end of the day the focus is really on the multiplayer and they've done such a good job with these single player stories too. Um I don't know. It's weird. You you sort of crave that like Mario Odyssey level of polish for this world of these mechanics, yeah. <laughs> but at the same time, you're like, I mean, they've given you so much. Like they they do so much more with the single player at this point than like I feel like you could ever ask. But still, you're oh like, yeah, definitely, yeah. 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 Anyone who walks into this would just think, oh, it's just to teach you how to really play the game. Like, no, no, it's not. There's like legitimate challenges and stuff like that. And the it, characters are all interesting. Which it does though very well, by the mm-hmm. way. Like that's oh like, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, it's definitely. like cooked in. That's like very much cooked into the ideas behind a lot of the levels. And you're yeah, it's 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 teaching you how to play. It's teaching you different strategies. It's forcing you to use other ones and stuff like that, which is super cool. Um, but you know, if you're like me, I have a hard time engaging for too long, and then I'm just like, I gotta go to turf war now. <laughs> yeah. That was always kind of my issue. Not my issue, but that was always kind of my the thing about Splatoon two for me. It was like, man, I just truthfully i just want to play more turf war like i don't like at the end of the day i just give me those give me those team matchups and, and let me splat to make on the thing mm-hmm. it's um, so satisfying it's, just it's so, so satisfying. satisfying like like yeah. i i'm still like i haven't played it i didn't get that invested in splatoon 2 i came to it really late i only started playing it maybe i don't know two years ago like the like the the you know the first summer of the pandemic um mm. so i i never got I missed out on a lot of the fun Splatfest and a lot of that initial hype, so I kind of came into it a little bit late. But the thing that always struck me was like, wow, like, I cannot believe how addictive Turf War is. Like, it's 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 wild. Like, the, the thing that they invented, this tiny little slice of this game is just so fun to play and so satisfying. So, like, I, it's, it's exciting to hear that they've, you know, carried that forward. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. it's better tuned than it's ever been. And, and Mark, I'm really curious to hear what you think about the maps. Like, I find them so interesting. They're, in some ways, almost more focused than twos. Um, like, I was... Yeah, they ob- definitely are. Yeah. yeah, I was obsessed with two for, like, the first long stretch of it, and then I fell off. I, I think I did maybe, like, I don't know, 50 hours or something in the first platoon. And I can well see me doing much more in this one. And it's something about, like, the focus design of these turf war 
maps is really sharp and just keeps me coming back and I'm exploring them in recon mode, like the mode where you can just like go in and look around. Like, I don't know. It's, it's almost like they did a less is more thing for those maps and it's working. Yeah. That's what I like about them. They're definitely, they're smaller than some of the Splatoon two maps and there are Splatoon two maps and Splatoon one maps in this game. I don't know if you realize that, but um, they all feel super, concise and just smaller in scale and i feel like that works because you're deep into the action because you're always i feel like in the second game especially with some of the larger maps you kind of wouldn't see some players if you went to like certain areas of the map and things could kind of get spread out a little bit but in this one i feel like all the action is so close coordinated that it's kind of like the thrill of it all never ends no, I know. And they're so smartly designed. Like there's just, there's something everywhere. There's perches, there's like little hideaways. There's a little trick to every level. Um, ah, it's, it's so much fun. And like, mm-hmm. I'm, yeah, I'm like whatever, 20 hours in and I'm just starting to get some of the levels down um, and just want to keep playing more and exploring them more. It's, mm-hmm. it's great. So uh, I got to ask both of you guys. So the the newer, let's talk about like the newer weapons a little bit, some of the newer mechanics. Um, so obviously uh, uh, there's the returning weapons. There's lots of lots of returning things. But like what, what, what are you guys' opinions of the some of the newer stuff? Uh, yeah, they're cool. You know, it's great. I love that they keep adding new stuff. Um, I've tried them all out. Uh, it's, re- it, it's really hard to... Uh, give the due to a weapon that you're not super good at in this game because you're always wanting to win. Um, 100%. So, you know, I will, I I pretty much always try something new when I'm starting and then I'll go back to like the arrow spray or the zapper. Um, I used to actually be a roller person for a long time and then I found (laughs) the arrow spray. Um, And I just like to cover ink and, and like, you know, I love to cover turf and like that's, it just, it's just like you get so obsessed with being like the number one turf person (laughs) all the time and it can just be ridiculous. But um, yeah, so there's like the new bow weapon and there's that mm-hmm. new and the katana like, yeah. the katana sword weapon and i've tried them both and they're, they're very great. interesting yeah. they're great I, actually i think that the more i mean those are great they're, it's it's just they, they, all the di- all the dynamics of the weapons are are different and it's just one of the things that's so impressive and it's always really impressive when you see somebody that you're playing with who's super good with a weapon that you've tried and you're like how are they so good with that mm. um but the thing that's even more exciting i think about the new one are the new subs and specials actually like the new subs and specials um are awesome they make all the difference everything just fires off so well together um yeah i don't know what do you think mark no i think exactly the same i i just i actually like the specials more than the main weapons that they created in this game like i feel like like the rideable shark and like stuff like that like it's all so so awesome it's very creative all the stuff they came up with i love the um I don't know if you've used it much, but the zip line, the zip caster. I have. How for you sure. can it's actually use cool. it. You could jump off the map for certain maps and you can oh, actually I I go along the side. That. Yeah, Whoa. it's awesome. You could like yeah. literally bypass the entire playing field and sneak up on the enemy. It feels great. I mean, it feels like a mechanic that I'm like, whoa, they need to throw that somewhere else. More often. Like, it's, it's like a <laughs> yeah, it's like a hook shot feel to it, right? Mm-hmm. That's just like this amazing feeling. Um 
I don't. Yeah, I've played it. I played with it. Like it, it bums me out that it brings me back to point A when you like you. So it's like a. It's basically a hook shot. You like fire off to a point and then like it zips you over there. And when you're done, sort of zipping around, it brings you back to where you started, which mm-hmm. makes sense because it would be totally unfair if like if you were just able to zip around <laughs> like that. Yeah. But like I want to be able to just zip around. Like I'm like, where's that game? But yeah, I've, that's right. I've I love always... the big crab tank too. That thing's. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I've <laughs> always. Um, well, this might be listen. This might be a good point to pivot to some of the single player stuff because I've always thought one of the like listen, it's Nintendo. Like they're extremely good at designing video games. I've always wondered like what if Splatoon were not a multiplayer focused team shooter? You know, like like what like wow. What what if they took those same mechanics like moving through the ink, uh, splatting up the landscape, and 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 turn that into more of a straight up uh you know 3D platformer or something like that like like I don't know like Mark you've uh obviously played a ton mm-hmm. of the of the single campaign. player mm-hmm. yeah the campaign like d- does this game sort of carry the ideas uh forward for 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 more of that kind of stuff or is it more focused on the shooting and that kind of thing like am I am I imagining a no, game that, I think, that doesn't exist No I think I think it could but the thing is, is that obviously this game is very focused on the multiplayer of like course, again of course. the turf wars is the main dish and then everything else is kind of just a small supplement unless if mm-hmm. salmon run we'll get to that's kind of a complicated thing but you know the the single player isn't the main attraction but it feels like if they wanted to make it a main attraction like they did with yocto expansion dlc for the last game they certainly could like they've proved that it works before so i don't see why not yeah right. it, would, it would be a little game called super mario sunshine <laughs> <laughs> I will say there is a reference to that game in this game. Finally, the first cool. ever for Splatoon. Oh, I remember you talking about this, Mark. Yes. Do, do you want to? I don't want to spoil and, it. Oh, yeah. I don't want to spoil. Okay, I don't spoil can it. you at least? Yeah. Can you at least say like where it is or like how you unlock yes, it? It's in the single player. There's a boss battle. It's very good. <laughs> That's okay, all I'll say. Enough. That's all he'll say. Fair enough. Uh, Marty, have you have you messed around much with the campaign, or or you just find yourself uh, always stuck in turf war? Well, yeah, I have I have messed around with it a little bit, but just to dip my toes in, like I like to try everything that's on offer. You know, I'll I, I'll go in and do some anarchy battles. I've played around with the the card game. Um, I'm somewhat uh, obsessed scene. with obsessed with my locker <laughs> in a troubling manner. Oh yes, <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah. So in the in the campaign, you can unlock materials to use inside your locker. And then Ooh. weapons and shirts that you collect can also go inside the locker. It's like everything in the game connects to this locker, which is Wait, ridiculous. That's where people are getting those yeah. things. Yeah, that's where you oh, get like the Moa head and the Zapfish and all that stuff. Moa heads yeah. coming from. See, all right, now I'm gonna go deeper into the campaign just yeah. to be able to deck out. You gotta, my you gotta unlock stuff in there. And there's the a lot locker. of yeah, and you get like stickers and stuff like that. But the locker is like this little. There's this like little room next to the lobby, and it's absolutely ridiculous because you would ridiculous. never think to even go here. But you go inside, and you get a small little locker, and it's like, well, what are you supposed to do with this? And it's just you customize it for fun, and then your designs will appear with other players you've played with, or they'll just randomly appear at times for other players. So you have this whole room of lockers. There's literally like. 30 of them in there at a time and they're just like all different designs and it's cool to just browse them and see what other people have done and it sounds like something so stupid and such a simple reward but 
it works because it's actually satisfying to see all your collectibles in one place and how you manage them and just figure yeah. out like the best locker design. Yeah, I don't think it sounds. Silly. I don't think it sounds stupid. Like I, I think it's. I think that's mm. that's kind of the draw. Is like okay, like this is I'm putting a little bit of myself into this game and like choosing how you. Oh yeah, definitely. Stuff, yeah, you, know? like, you put your own. Yeah, you put your personality. Like mine yeah. is like the arrow spray, and I have like my headphones that I'm always wearing and stuff like that inside the locker. I have a picture of Big yeah. Man on the outside. Oh, obviously, yeah. Ooh, I want that bigger man. I want that Big Man picture. That's so good. Mm. How do you unlock how do you unlock those things? Is this through through playing matches just through or? everything, just unlocking yeah. weapons, unlocking shirts and shoes and playing the single well, player, all, you'll get items. Yeah. There's a shop there's, that's dedicated to stuff like that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a dedicated shop. There's like a, a kind of like um a light version of a uh it's almost like a battle pass where it's like if you you have a, a catalog and the more you play like you just unlock things mm-hmm. except it's built into the game it's not something shop. that resets yeah, but it's like, or anything yeah, like that yeah it's not it's not a paywall it, yeah it's just like you just level up and then like there's a funny mm-hmm. little shop and they give you specific rewards and that's also where you can buy like equally useless things for your locker <laughs> it's great like you can buy like cereal boxes and like big yes stickers, comic books and they cost, yeah. yeah they like cost like more than it costs to get like gear that would definitely affect your gameplay but you're like mm-hmm. but that sticker is so cool <laughs> that's awesome it's all it's all a bunch of useless junk that doesn't affect you but just again it's dumping your personality into the game it's just like fun to look at like every now and then i'll just spend a few minutes in the locker room and i'll be like how the heck did somebody do that or where did they get that item it's just like fun to do that yeah it's great do do you have any sense of um like how many items there are how many like i'm just curious (laughs) oh my god or is it or is it like thousands thousands wow wow wow, wow. i would say i I have no idea i assume hundreds yeah yeah you're like what on earth is that it's just like so much (laughs) random stuff and uh, yeah it's 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 just really great and you can expand your locker and paint your locker yeah (laughs) goodness yeah (laughs) i still haven't figured out how to paint it i haven't figured that out yet no but some people have Mm mm-hmm yeah. So it sounds yeah. like the, the customization is a, a like in in a game in a series that is like renowned for its customization. It sounds like they went even harder. Um, oh yeah. Into, yeah. And leaning into that, I think that's great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. What's what's your favorite? Uh, I mean, obviously you're still like in the process of unlocking things and that kind of stuff. But what's your what's your favorite thing you've seen so far? Like, what's the best drip drip you've seen on a, on another squid? <laughs> The best drip I've seen on another squid. Uh, Dr- listen, this is zoomer. This is I like. I like your. I like your cool squid slang. <laughs> you know, this is uh, some zoomer. Some zoomer. Um, zoomer speak here, but uh, drip, of course, referring to outfits. You know. Oh, drip means uh, outfits. I'm not aware of that slang, and now I am. There you go. Um, I have a. Uh, yeah. it, it depends on the region, the name, but it's called windbreaker or like bomber jacket, and I have. Um, I like have the same one that kind of looks like my real one in the game. Oh, awesome! Cool. Yeah, that's that's awesome. probably my favorite. That, that's yeah, great. I'm always changing stuff up. I just I just got some really cool goggles. I mean, I'm sort of like I sort of get 
gear based on their abilities, but sometimes they'll yeah, me too. They're yeah. cool looking too. Mm-hmm. So, like the shirts, um, the whole everything's cool looking. Yeah. This game lets you. There's like options to like re-roll stuff, right? Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, you can do all that. Yeah, because that, yeah, that's yeah, always like yeah. the frustrating thing about this kind of a game. Is like, wow, I got this like sick ass helmet or whatever. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, and you want to keep it, yeah. But but it's like, yeah. oh, but this like it doesn't match with my gear. Like it lets you. You can you can kind of circumvent that stuff, right? Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah it's exactly like the last game. You can still circumvent it. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. I've been I've been saving up for the Viking helmet for sure. I'm looking for that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, yeah. I haven't. I don't think I've seen that one in the shop yet. I I saw. I mean, you get so you can walk up to other players and order their stuff too. And I've seen it on some other people. Oh yes, yes, it, yes. It's, yeah, it, it's pricey. It's pricey. Marty, have you checked the uh, the Switch Online app? By the way. I have, I have. I looked at yeah. it a little bit. Yeah, and there's some gear on there, and uh, there's a we- mm. there's like a weird little uh, in-game thing where you can unlock like wallpapers and stuff. And you follow <laughs> the sky around. So for um, like, yeah, so, like, so for so for Cameron and Campbell, um, you can go into the Switch Online app, like the phone app, and they right. have the Splatnet service, the third iteration, and you could literally like view your matches, who you last played with. There's exclusive items that you could buy and send to one of the characters in the game, and then you could like pick them up. Like I'm looking at it right now, and right now it's a street style cap, a gray hoodie, and a urchin's cap that I am going to pick up because it actually yeah, cool. looks I'm gonna, exactly I'm gonna open like it now. mine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, one thing that we should absolutely say is, is all of the online stuff is so much better, head and shoulders better, like worthy of this just being a sequel in and of itself. Um, you know, it's so much easier to play with other people, people, you know, like Mark and I played together just sort of by accident. Cause I was yeah, like, we're friends accident, on the switch. Yeah. And I was like, there's Mark in my lobby. And I just like dropped in on a match with him. And he didn't even <laughs> know I was there, which is so Sli- cool. Slightly um, less convoluted than previous, uh, Oh, way less switch efforts. Yeah. yeah. I, I've yeah. been playing with my roommate. We and, literally play like almost every night and the matchmaking and everything is just like instantaneous. There, there is right now a network error in the game that people keep getting and we kept running into it except Nintendo said a patch is coming out this week to fix it so I'm hoping that's the end of that and we'll never see it again I was having a lot of problems last week and it's gotten a lot better for me this week so mm-hmm. hopefully hopefully it's just improving for everybody it was it wasn't even that bad though and um yeah all that stuff just works so much more smoothly and like in the last game also when you were in a lobby you would just kind of like sit there and wait around and now it's like a target practice room and you can like <laughs> you know, goof around in there and see ghosts of other people you've been playing. It's just like mm-hmm. all of that. It's just like there are improvements on the margins everywhere that equal the best version of this game. Oh, absolutely. Ever. You yeah. know, it's just like they've really just gone all the way with it. Mm-hmm. It's so good. And we still haven't even talked about Salmon Run and uh, no, Battle, yeah, yeah. the Table Turf Wars. That's right. <laughs> Listen, get, get, go for it. Like, why not? So get Salmon Run is interesting because this has always been like the niche game mode of Splatoon, which is like um, you basically go to this, this like dilapidated like landscape where it's this little island and you have to kill salmon for Mr. Grizz to collect these eggs and you throw them in a basket. And it's basically like there's three to four waves. The fourth wave is new in this one because now there's like these boss battles with like these Godzilla like creatures will come out of yeah. nowhere. You have to fight them or there'll be like special events. There's one where like a million salmon will follow one player and if you get hit you're literally screwed like you're gonna drown in them oh i haven't seen that (laughs) so that one's a lot of fun but um i still think salmon run or salmon run next wave that's what the new iteration is called i feel like it still needs more game modes or something like it's a lot of fun but it's very niche it's not something for everyone and i think that's a big shame because i feel like this is something that can use like unlimited waves or just like 
something that could like mix it up a little. Yeah, man, it 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 doesn't hook me in either. Like I play it, I think it's cool. Um, all of that stuff like acts like a cool aside or a breather for me from Turf War. Like I'll play like mm-hmm. five or six games of Turf War if I happen to have like three really bad rounds. Uh, I'll be like, all right, you get out of here, <laughs> and like maybe I'll go do a salmon run, or maybe I'll maybe I'll try rank battle. I mean, rank battle is kind of a different thing. Like in the in the yeah, last rank game, battle. We didn't even talk about that. Yeah, yeah we haven't. Oh, we'll stay on salmon run for a sec. So, but that is where it exists for me in a similar space where like yeah, I like it. I'll play it. Um, but I'm not going to like play it as compulsively as I do Turf War. I mean, Turf yeah, War is just the meat and potatoes of the game for me. But right. it's neat. It's great that it's there. It is fun. It's a fun mechanic. And it's very deep for what's there. You mm-hmm. know, It just needs more to it. They have to yeah. add some sort of game mode or something to it that can keep it fresh. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, it's still I, a lot I, of fun, but you know, I, I we just won't. No, yeah. doubt, <laughs> no doubt that they will. Like, just to, like, the, it sounds like they've really committed to keeping this game alive for as long as as long as possible like i have no doubt that they'll they'll mix up how you know how these various game modes are, mm-hmm. are i'm sure there'll be like new maps or something like oh, yeah. there's gonna be they're gonna add something to salmon run in the future which brings yeah. us to the third one which is table turf battles which is like a card mm-hmm. game and mm-hmm. in splatoon especially marty you should really play through the single player because you can unlock table turf packs oh, where cool. you get free cards and essentially what you do is you buy these packs, you get, or I don't, actually, no, you can't buy the packs, I don't believe. You can only yeah. earn them in the single player. But well, what you do is through, um, I've gotten online. Like the gumball machine. Oh, yes, that too. The, yeah, there's I've like a gumball machine. The, you get them. Through, the, through the style shop or whatever that mm-hmm. place is. Yeah, anyways, yeah. Yeah, sorry. But you basically build a deck of cards, and essentially it's kind of like Battleship and Tetris mixed together. And the idea is yeah. to cover a board with your own turf and they're like little blocks and sometimes there's like special abilities and stuff like that and you build towards each other and you try and take over enemy turf except it's like very directional and you can only place the blocks based on certain criteria ton of fun why doesn't this have like an online totally i know well would we play it though yeah but it is i think so yeah i think i might um it is they're only like minute matches too yeah yeah, it's it's very neat. It's very compelling, and also still somehow feels of the world of Splatoon. It's a completely new little idea, and yeah, it exists in a similar space for me as Salmon Run, where I'll dip out and I'll go and I'll and I'll do a table turf battle, and um, it's fun. It's a smart, unique mechanic that I would like to be able to play with other people. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we need if there was like an internal Game Boy or something that you were playing on. Or anything, <laughs> you know? Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I, I noticed that um, in some of the areas of the game, there seem to be like arcade machines and stuff like at the shoal that implies that perhaps mm. it'll be playable at those locations in the future with an online. That's but right now, it's not even it's not even actually on the fast travel menu currently. No, I know. Yeah, yeah. which I mean, is I weird. I actually kind of like that there are a couple of things that you can't fast travel to. So, yeah, like, I mean, that's one of the other great streamlines of, of the of the game. And, and Mark mentioned this earlier, that the UI is just so sharpened and, and, so, and so slick. So you can just wander around and find things or you can just go to your, like, little hub uh, menu and bring up most of the things. But there are a couple of things like Table Turf. And I think the upgrade guy isn't on there either. And I kind of like yes, like he's not. Like, yeah. Yeah, you have to, like, go find them because it makes you wander around a little bit. You know, it's neat. Mm -hmm. And the thing about Splatsville is I I really like Splatsville. The amount going on is just insane. I mean, they cut the frame rate in half 
for the main menu just to make everything work which is insane but um it's i feel like it's way too complicated or not complicated Mm. per se but big because in you know in Inkopolis Plaza and Inkopolis Square in the last two games, it was so concise and so small that you kind of knew where everything is that you could just walk to it. But now I feel mm-hmm. like the fast travel menu is my only option. Like I don't want to bother walking so far somewhere, even if I just no. booted up the game. Because like in Splatoon one and two, I had no problem booting up the game immediately walking somewhere. Now I boot up the game, I. <laughs> I turn the podcast um, to like the sidebar so that way I can view it at the top as I'm busy doing my other thing. If I want to yep. listen to what they're saying, I'll maybe walk there. If not, I'm going directly to the um, the shop with fast travel. But another cool thing is that um, also if you want to just skip the opening talk show entirely, you could because now the main menu tells you what the current map rotation is and what the next two map rotations will be. So it's also nice that you're able to see all that information because you couldn't before. Yeah, it's a huge improvement. Uh, those are all huge improvements. And I'm, I'm 100% with you. I play the exact same way. I don't even think I could, like, tell you where the shoe shop is. Like, I think I walked <laughs> to everything once when I was first in the game. Mm-hmm. And that was it. Around, yeah. And that was it. But, like, I mean, I'm, I'm also okay with that. You know, like, I like that it's there and I can wander around if I want to. But I really mm-hmm. like that I can just hop right into stuff. Check out what's on sale for the day. Get a new hat. Get new shoes. And then jump into turf war i do have to ask you marty what was the first player message you saw when you booted up the game if you remember uh like what do you mean i I mean it introduced me because of the because i played splatoon 2 it gave me like no no i mean like the player made messages like the art that you can make oh gosh i don't remember i don't remember because um, i will I always remember mine <laughs> oh what did you get I, don't know. I was on the title screen and what did i see the queen is dead oh yeah oh yeah oh yeah <laughs> yeah well, is I, that how you found out <laughs> <laughs> oh my god <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> You're not saying no. <laughs> it was just, it was so, I just didn't expect it, but I expected it at the same time. It is like yeah. a very effective unidirectional social media platform. <laughs> it is. And it's funny seeing what people post. Yeah. Yeah. There's amazing I, I, stuff. People put like so much into some of that, some of those posts. It's unbelievable, actually. I wish I you would it's... be able to see them on like the app. That would be fun if they oh, featured oh, that. Yeah. I think it's great how, uh, <laughs> like, I saw somewhere, I can't remember where I saw this. It must have been Reddit or Twitter. Or like, Splatoon 3 is the only good social media platform. <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah, right on. 100%. I, I, think, I think that's great. Like, I, I've always I've always admired the, the effort that people go to to make, you know, just to make, make it funny or make it, like, great art or whatever. I think that's really great. Um, and it has that ephemeral quality of like this will all go away soon. Like I think that's that always makes it interesting. Kind of that fleeting, uh, you know, that fleeting laugh that you get where you run past a message in Splatoon three and then you never see it again or something. I think that's kind of interesting. Um, well, we've been talking about this game for about thirty five minutes. Uh, anything, uh, gentlemen, that you want to uh, that we didn't get to before we before we take a quick break and move on to our next topic. 
No, I mean, oh, I think gosh. that you can tell. We, we, we love it. If you like Splatoon, play play it. If yeah, you don't 100%. like Splatoon, this is definitely a good time to try it, I think. It's it's pretty welcoming. They ramp you in, pretty gen- in a pretty gentle way. I will um, say this. Yeah. I think everyone should try the campaign. And the reason I say that is because I think you might be interested in going back and visiting some of the other Splatoon campaigns after mm. seeing this one. So I did actually want to follow up on that, actually, because like kind of like what Marty was saying, uh, I have not played any previous Splatoon game to this Get point. Get this one. Yes. Okay. Answer my question before mm-hmm. I ask it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think the, so. It's, it's the best version of Splatoon. Mm, okay. Like, yeah, no it's, doubt. It's yes, the, the story, version. you know, the story you're going to appreciate more if you played the other ones because it just, it builds upon the lore and it really brings things together. Like, it's still a great time, but if you played the last ones, the payoff is like way, way bigger. So uh, I'll say that much. It, it is a little tricky because we are biased. We've played a lot of the previous games, so we go in knowing a lot. But the leveling system, I think, will work to your advantage. The matchmaking, you know, they're not going to drop you in with a bunch of people, like sharks like us, who mm-hmm. are just going to, like, murder you. Um, oh, I, know my I forgot. Yeah. I totally forgot about this, Marty. We mentioned the ranked matches before. Yeah, yeah. Um, now yeah, the ranked matches, it. if you lose, the, you could still go up in rank. They changed it so that way oh, it depends on performance. And thank God, because in Splatoon 2, I'd be paired with a bunch of idiots and they'd all lose. And then I would go down in rank. But now I continue to go up in rank. So I love that they did that. Every shooter should have that mechanic. Yeah, very, very briefly. That's like the rank mode where there's these like kind of capture the flag style games or like, you know, cover certain amount of area style games Mm -hmm. where you actually get a a grade of how uh, you're performing. And um, that's also fun. (laughs) There you go. Uh, so to hear, uh, I guess to read more, uh, do you think I'll have anything up on the site about Splatoon 3 anytime it'll soon? It'll definitely be up this week. I will Great. say it'll be up before Friday. <laughs> Fair enough. Well, I already, others. I already, yeah, I have an article already on where are uh, Pearl and Marina, which is about not going to play the yeah. single player and you want to know where they are, you can uh, check that out. Yeah, love I'd it. love to write a bit about the lockers. I haven't had a chance to do very much lately, but um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to maybe next week. Nice. So, yeah, so keep an eye on uh, Goomba Stomp for some updates about Splatoon 3 and, of course, uh, Mark's review coming later. Uh, we'll, say, we'll say later, uh, just to take the pressure off you there. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to come right back, and we're going to hear some spicy hot takes about the latest <laughs> in Mario Kart 8 Deluxe news. Stay tuned. We'll be right back.
And we're back. So, uh, we, listen, one of the things we love to have Marty on to talk about is Mario Kart, which has happened in the past, and it's, guess what, it's happening again. <laughs> uh, so, uh, Marty wrote an article for Goomastomp, a delightful... Uh, Mar- listen, I'm just going to let you talk about it, because this far be it for me to introduce uh, you, you know, your family. Uh, so, why don't you... <laughs> Uh, talk about this article, and then we're going to kind of talk about our segment here. So let's give give us kind of the background of how this how this particular piece came to be. Yeah, so you know the wave two of the new Mario Kart courses was coming up, and um, a good friend of mine from Boston often plays with his nephew, who is four years old, and his nephew has really strong opinions about the new courses, and I wanted to share them with the world, so I <laughs> played through the courses and asked for his opinions, and his folks were cool with it, so they they recorded his takes in real time as he was like you know getting to know the courses. He is four. He just turned five and celebrated his birthday, as I was just telling these guys off mic, um, by making a cake that was had Lemmy on it, which is amazing. So happy birthday <laughs> to young Joe. And, um, yeah, <laughs> that's what I made. It's a very silly, it. wonderful article. It's extremely good. Well, it's just one of those things where it's like, you know, it's 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 so much more interesting than like, here is the review of the courses for the booster course. You know what I mean? It's right. just like it's, it's kind of like a it's like a it's a fun way it's a fun lens through which to view. I want to uh, I want to put this additions. out there, Cameron. Yeah. I asked Marty to do a ranking, and I didn't tell him what he had to do. I just told him surprise me, and I was more than happy when I saw this because it was bananas. Marty was like, "Surprise you, got it. You will never see this coming." <laughs> And Joe That's has awesome. like better Flirted. takes. Joe has better takes than ninety percent of games journalists. I, <laughs> I mean, that's the thing, right? Like, I think I really I felt like, that was what was so wild about it. Like, I agreed with pretty much everything Every he had to say. It's <laughs> very funny. It's so if, if Joe wants to get into the podcasting business, I'm sure we could uh, find room for a fourth host on the show. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. yeah. He's got a lot to say for sure. Yeah, he's got he's got takes. Uh, so listen, without further ado, let's let's get into it. So this booster course, uh, wave two here. There's obviously a lot of uh, a lot of courses to talk about. Uh, what we're gonna do here is I'm just gonna kind of read uh, uh, Joe's take uh, as Marty so thoughtfully wrote it into the into the piece here. We're gonna read Joe's take. We're gonna get kind of a, a summary from from the people on this pod who have in fact played those courses to see if we agree or disagree, and then we'll keep it moving. Does that sound uh, Does that sound all right? Sure. Perfect. I love it. So, uh, starting with, of course, uh, New York Minute. Uh, we got Joe Stick here. What I like about New York Minute was that you can go really fast and that it was kind of short. And that's it. <laughs> what do we think about that? And that's it is a very important addition to the review. I <laughs> uh, totally agree. Yeah. Amazing. <laughs> yeah, I think it's fair enough. It's, yeah, it's, it's a fine course. <laughs> it is it's definitely so short. It's, yeah. I, I feel like it's the shortest map in Mario Kart. No. Oh, it's no baby park. Well, at least no like the park. out of all the DLC maps, I feel like that one may last a little longer. Oh, because you have so many, yeah, so many so laps. Many, so Fair many enough. Laps. Yeah. Fair enough. Uh, well, all right. That's that's uh, that's the New York minute. Listen, I, I I think it's always really funny when they bring in these like real world locations into the Mario Kart <laughs> universe. So like to me, it's like props props for that. I hope they I hope they never stop doing that. Um, Maybe next time they can bring in like downtown LA or something. Uh, just it's just gridlock the entire time. Marty, uh, do you look at New York Minute and you're like, I can go there right now? <laughs> no, it is an inaccurate portrayal of our filthy, filthy city. What? What? 
You're telling you me everything's not clean. <laughs> they so forgot funny. the part where a pedestrian walks in the road and you have to instantly s- stop and almost get yourself killed by another driver behind you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yeah, I, yeah, I want to see more more realism in the New York Minute, please. Uh, so we've got up here next uh, Mario Circuit 3. Mario Circuit 3, of course. Uh, Joe's take here. What I like about Mario Circuit 3 was that it was short and that Luigi almost won the race. <laughs> <laughs> this is a good take. Very uh, good. You're going to need, to, you're gonna need to, to kind of give me some context here for this particular one, Marty. I don't have it. I mean, I can only assume. That he was, I can only assume that he was rooting for Luigi, and aren't we all? Aren't we all? Yeah. Listen, the, the year of, in my mind, the year of Luigi has never stopped. Um, <laughs> uh, I love that. Yeah. Uh, interesting. So, a returning course from the Super Nintendo, which I think is 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 kind of fun because the Super Nintendo Super Mario Kart is still pretty underrated. Like, what a, what a fantastic game. Uh, and of course, you can you can play that one again uh, over on the Nintendo Switch Online. Still, still very available. Um, yeah, it's great. What, 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 what do you guys uh, think about this one? Is this one just kind of come and go for you, or, or what do you think about that? Yeah, it's all right. Yeah, I actually really liked it. I mean, I love the course, but it's very it's very nostalgia based, really. Mm-hmm. Sure, fair enough. Uh, uh, this one actually, this next one, very nostalgic for me in particular. Calamari Desert, uh, Joe's take. I <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Me trying to read it without laughing. Uh, Joe's take. I liked Calamari Desert because the train was there. And hundred percent agree. I mean, I like ninety percent of things that have trains there. So. Yep. <laughs> Is there a train yeah. there? I like it. Yeah. I. That's how I view the world. Uh, Calamari Desert, famous from the Nintendo sixty-four, uh, Mario Kart sixty-four. Uh, a very strange track. The train will get you one of the most fun parts about that course is of course trying to trying to boost through the train track as the train is just driving by and just messing up the people behind you uh if i recall the nintendo 64 version you could go into the train tunnel but it didn't really lead anywhere it wasn't like a shortcut or anything are you still able to do that in this version do we know yeah, they yeah, you could actually improved. see it in the background. Yeah, they oh. improved the course quite a lot, and you—it's part of the course to go through the train tunnel for for the That's fun. this new version. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's good. It's a good. It's a good course. It's fun. I love it. Yeah, I was it's, say, it's, it's in the image, there. Cameron. <laughs> it's in the image. The train is right there. Yeah. It's yeah. It's hard. It's hard to disagree. <laughs> uh, I love that. Of course, uh, the next one up here, Waluigi Pinball. We got Joe's take here. I played Waluigi Pinball. I thought it was really good because there was a rainbow tunnel. What I didn't like about it was the part that had all the obstacles. <laughs> Which, uh, <laughs> if that's not Waluigi Pinball in a nutshell, I, I think that's there's not much more to say about that. Um, this this is this is one of the wildest courses ever made from for Mario Kart. Uh, is it still as crazy as it ever was? It yeah, is. I love this course. It's wonderful. I, I, it took them too long to put it back in, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Oh, sure, sure. Uh, yeah, listen, I, I think anything, that, anything that's got, uh, you know, big old cutout image of Waluigi kind of observing everything, I think that's when you know it's a winner. Um, yeah, I, I think that's great. Uh, so that's just, that was just oh man that was only that was only one one cup one cup's worth of courses here. So we're moving on to the the propeller cup. Uh, wow, once again a real world location, the Sydney Sprint. Joe's take Sydney Sprint. I liked really a lot. 
and uh, yeah, I think that's that's I've, I've, I think that's great. It says um, it all. Yeah, I mean, it it's says fine, it all. Like, it's another like fine course. Like I'm not sure. sad that it's in the game. Mm-hmm. Um, but well, according you know, to Joe, he went on to say it's his least favorite. It's true. It's true. That we're okay. We're getting contradictions in terms here. Um, wow. <laughs> Who does this four-year-old think he is? Yeah, <laughs> listen, we're gonna have to take it. We're gonna have to pull up the receipts here. Uh, that's really funny. Uh, okay, next course here, Snowland. Joe's take. I didn't like Snowland that much, but I did like seeing penguins. Once this again, is... like I, I think Joe is me. I have a four-year-old's mentality. I like seeing penguins too. I like it when trains are there too. Yeah, this one is so spot on. It's it's ridiculous. It's the most like clearly articulated <laughs> review of a Mario Kart course ever. Like, because this is the least good course of this bunch and it's still fun because there are penguins there <laughs> yeah and, and like truthfully the the mario version of a penguin is like like top tier character design i've always oh, yeah. loved those little yeah. those little blue they're guys adorable. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. you throw them off the cliff i was gonna say they're, they're adorable <laughs> no, and no. delightful to murder as often as possible yeah it, it could really get a get a sense of someone's moral compass when you ask them what did you do with the mario kart the mario 64 uh penguin child uh moving on to the next course here mushroom gorge joe's take here classic mushroom gorge is a fun race because you get to bounce on mushrooms all different colors red green blue and also there's items that you can collect only if you jump up on the mushrooms high enough accurate accurate <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's got bouncy mushrooms like what what more do you need to hear yeah. uh yeah i i think that's i think it's about as as concise as can be sorry my cat is doing something next to me what it's always my favorite course on uh, mario kart Wii. yeah i love mushroom, mushroom gorge, gorge. That, yeah. was, that was very very happy to have it back it's it's a really fun course and they did a great job with it in this update that one and i want to see them bring back the um the one with the Wigglers, um, I think it was called Maple Tree something. I Maple like Tree I Way, I think that's what it was it. called. Is that is that also from Mario Kart Wii? Is there, Wii. Is that a yeah. One? No, 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 that's Mario. I'm just talking about Mario Kart Wii in general. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Maple it. Tree Way, that's the one. Maple Tree Way. Yeah, we got Wave Three coming. Um, mm-hmm. Hopefully, although. I mean, who knows? We could we could like cross our fingers. Uh, so we got mm-hmm. one one more one more course here uh, that Joe had opinions about. Uh, Sky High Sunday, Joe's take here. It was really great because you could see all these ice creams. And at first, you could even get a double item if you go through an ice cream. And what I really, really, really liked about it was the whole course. Uh, so, Bravo, Joe. Well delivered. <laughs> well, thank you. I was trying to get into his mind there. Um, that's so fun. I, I, I think, again, I, I know we we keep talking about like what a what a fun and original idea you had for this article like i think this particular take really just kind of gets kind of summarizes the whole concept and i i, I think it's such a such a fun idea marty so nicely done on, on kind of collating these thoughts and putting Thanks. them into, and a, into know, a, it speaks to how special the game is in its ridiculous way where it's like this who's my age is playing this his four-year-old nephew and it gives them something they play twice a week together it's like their their rhythm and their routine at this point it's really awesome you know it's a real testament to nintendo's magic (laughs) i know it's it's so funny to like like okay you gotta hand it to nintendo but it's like sometimes you really do like it's the fact that they're the fact that they're they're making an effort to 
just make Mario Kart 8 Deluxe the most definitive Mario Kart of all time. And just they're like, you want more courses? Like, here you go. Like, it's just it's it's truly insane. Uh, so hopefully the, the next wave, and who knows what, what the future holds for Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, but hopefully the next wave is even more fun courses. We're, we're eagerly, eagerly awaiting the, uh, the next update um, from, your, from your family about this. Uh, right. You know, the follow, following <laughs> up waves of Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. Um, super fun. Joe's ready. Joe's ready. Marty's ready. We're all ready. I think it's going to be great. I, I just have to say, Marty, I love how you included a little information about Joe at the beginning. Oh yeah, how that was the deep he always wanted to become a ninja, and the part about the laser shields. I was just yeah. like, "This is yeah, perfect." I was like, "Guys, I have some follow-ups here. <laughs> Need a little more info." <laughs> Putting on my reporter's so hat. So funny. <laughs> yeah, I love laser it. shields. When come on, Nintendo? When are we getting our laser shields? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, if you want to know uh, even more specifics and and fun, you know, just. Fun turns of phrase. Learn article you can check out Marty's uh, com. A four-year-old's take on Mario Kart 8 Deluxe Wave 2 DLC. The uh, the booster course pass. Uh, we're gonna take one more little break here. We have a, a short indie spotlight for you for a couple games. Uh, stay, stay. I was gonna say stay on course because I'm looking at courses for Mario Kart 8 Deluxe <laughs> here. Stay, stay tuned. Stay on target. Uh, stay tuned. We'll be right back. Hang tight. Marty and I have both been playing a game that is newly available on Switch called Tiny Kin. And uh, Campbell and I wanted to follow up our conversation about Haiku the Robot from last week now that uh, he and I have both more or less finished the game. So we just want to do two, two quick little indie spotlights here and then we'll finish up our show. Um, so obviously Pikmin is kind of on everyone's mind right now because of the Nintendo Direct, the reveal of Pikmin 4, of course everyone's favorite game, Pikmin Bloom. Uh, so, uh, uh, what a game, so, what a game. So Pikmin's kind of on everybody's mind right now. I think we're all jonesing for a little more Pikmin, but in the meantime, if you, you know, want to play Pikmin on switch, you've already burned through Pikmin three deluxe. You, you still want to want to do something in the meantime while you wait for Pikmin four. Tinykin has a demo available on switch right now. 
and might just scratch that Pikmin itch. Marty, why don't you kind of give me kind of your high-level thoughts over on Tinykin here? Yeah, that's well said. It it, it is um, in its bones a Pikmin-like. Um, it involves throwing little creatures at things to move them about. You are, um, you're kind of like, I, I, what's the premise? Like, you, I mean, you are again. You're like a, a little. You're a little guy. Outer space, and and, yeah. and you and you touch down in an, a world where everything is. Um, you're. It's a Honey I Shrunk the Kids style premise, right? So it's like all all the stuff is big, and you are little, but you're in a house instead of out in a garden, and it it also has like a really interesting art style where it's got this kind of like 2d characters in a 3d environment which looks great if yes it's like great yeah the the the, i want to talk a little bit more about the art style real fast just because i it's like i think it's the first thing that stuck out to me too so you're the the character the player character is sort of this it's like a a very lightly animated uh 2d not like not quite like a cutout like i wouldn't go that far uh, but it's it looks kind of like a Rick and Morty character, like this sort of that, uh, like you know, great big expressive eyes, like yeah, yeah, yeah. I, uh, yeah, I, I felt like it feels like sort of like a lost '90s, like Nickelodeon cartoon or something like that. Hundred percent, right? you know, yes. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of, kind of, yeah. Sort of like a like a yeah, like a Rocco's Modern Life character is sort of what yeah. it feels like to me. Like I, I completely agree with you. Um, so yeah, the best genre of game, which is uh, tiny, tiny person, big world. Like yes. I think we small, small, small guy, big world. Um, so you're. I love that you brought up Honey I Shrunk the Kids because it is so that. It is. Uh, you show up in like one of the first. I think this is available on the demo. The, the kind of the first area that you go to is is like a like a kid's bedroom. Or uh-huh. like a yeah. right, like a rec room kind of kind yeah. of situation. Yeah. Uh, there's like a TV in a corner. The course is like fifty times bigger than your player character. There's like a cassette player. You're trying to you're trying to find a CD to to put in the cassette player. Or, <laughs> wow, uh, trying to find a CD to put in the CD player. I should say. Right. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, yeah, the, the art style is very striking. Um, there's like little insects running around. They're also in the same art style as the player character. So you you you're running into like ants and praying mantises that are. That are also uh, looking similar art style, but uh, obviously they look very stylized. And of course, there's the tiny kin themselves, which are yeah. sort of your 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 Pikmin, which kind of look like I don't know what they look like. They look like little what eyeballs. Kind of those things, yeah, yeah. yeah. And they function similar to Pikmin, where they have different properties. Where like yes. there's the basic ones who just carry things around, and then there's the explodey guys, and you know, you, you know the drill. It's you got. Know the drill. Um, it's. I feel like it's a little. I don't know. Like it's a little bit more puzzle platform, a little less like high stakes. Oh my goodness, this garden yes. creature is going to murder my tiny creatures. And there's um, no obviously there's no there's no timer like from the first pick yeah, and there's no exactly. uh there's no yeah. count clock down uh clock yeah. countdown ticking down the entire time. So the, the pressure is very uh light. There's no the stakes are uh, to me at least the stakes felt pretty low at least in in the in what I've played of it so far. It is um, in a way in a way I actually like that. Like I get oh my God, Pikmin I anxiety it. because like yes. I love my little Pikmin so much that I get like a tremendous anxiety about them dying. Hundred <laughs> percent. Yes, I I agree. One of the like one of my favorite games ever. Can't play. Yeah. One, one of the first things that that stuck out to me about Tiny. There's two things that stuck out to me about Tiny King that I was like, oh, I love this. Yeah. Uh, the first one was uh, one of one of the first kind of specialized tiny kin you you encounter is the little explodey boys yeah they just uh, blow up <laughs> they just blow up they're, they're the little red little red tiny kin with a little fuse on their heads 
and they instantly explode when you when you throw them at a at an interactive um, object. But it's not you don't get the little ghost that appears like like in Pikmin. There's no like maybe ah, yeah maybe that's what know? like makes us makes us really hurt in our souls. It's that little ghost. I think it, <laughs> I truthfully think it is like there's no sad sounds when they when your when your red tiny can explode. It's just like oh yeah this is like they want they want to blow up like it's fine. Like, yeah. So yeah. so Cameron, what you're saying is tiny can have no soul unlike Pikmin. <sighs> That uh, yeah, let the record show that uh, uh, Pikmin have a soul and and Tinykin do not. Gotcha. Uh, okay, soulless monsters. Sounds yeah. Like. <laughs> but it, but it's like it's very lighthearted. They they, they approach it, it with a light touch, I, and, I, and I honestly really appreciated that. The the other thing that I really love is you get a the the movement in this game. Yeah, the mechanics you are get great, a, right? Yeah, the mechanics are so good. You, you get a little piece of soap to slide yeah. around on, Feels and awesome. like. It's awesome. This is the kind of thing that, to me, feels like feels like uh, the fact that they're giving you the the fast movement option in the first yeah. level of the game is like, oh my god! Like instead of having to wait to unlock, like, hey, now you can travel quickly. It's like, nope, you get this right away. First level, you can zoom around this. You can like, gr- it's like a like a Tony Hawk skateboard. You can grind on yeah. rails like. Instantly, instead of having to, to you know, okay, you got to play through a couple stages before you unlock the fun movement. It's like, no, 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 they're just giving this to you right away, which, yeah. which to me makes it makes me excited because I'm like, wow, I wonder what other fun things are going to give me uh, if they're giving me the, the like the super fun movement option right away. Like, what else is there to unlock? You know, uh, I don't know. I, I'm very intrigued by this game. I, I, I think uh, I think I'm going to play more of it. There's a de- there's a demo on Switch right now. It's really fun. I think you'll know pretty quickly if it's like, oh, this is this is because it really does feel like, like streamlined Pikmin. Yeah, um, it, it scratches that itch, but it also has its own voice in a way that is very cool. And agreed. Yeah, just to echo that the play mechanics are really good. Like you're like, oh, these guys made a really good game. I'm yeah, it's worth paying attention to, particularly if you love Pikmin. I mean, yeah, you got yeah. love Pikmin to like it, but. Who doesn't love Pikmin? You monsters. Who doesn't love Pikmin? You, you monsters. <laughs> no, I think it's. I think it's. Uh, I completely agree with you. I, I think it's very much. It's very much its own game, while still kind of paying homage to like. Okay, clearly we're inspired by Pikmin, but we're yeah. going to do something a little bit different with it. And uh, especially if you if you've been kind of jonesing for. Uh, for a new Pikmin game since Pikmin 3 Deluxe, like I think this will will definitely keep you keep you satisfied until you know the the inevitable delay of Pikmin 4. Uh, <laughs> it's on my wish list. This game yeah. looks really good. It's good. It's good. And if if you're if you are uh, uh, playing on Switch, it's available on Switch, and there's a big fat demo available. If you if you have other platforms, it's on Steam too, and it is of course available on Game Pass if you have an Xbox. Uh, the other thing, uh, Campbell, we've been talking about Haiku the Robot a little bit last week. Yes, sir. Uh, I think for me at least, I was sort of measured in my opinion of the game. I think I was. Kind of hedging my like, oh, do I like this? Is it just a little too much Hollow Knight? Like, I don't know how I feel about this. Having played more of it over the le- over the weekend, or, or more accurately, having not been able to put it down since the weekend, mm-hmm. I, I can confidently say that Haiku the Robot is very, very good. Mm-hmm. Um, you you've completely finished it. Is that right? I have completely finished it. Yes. 
Wow. At 100% completion, or, or where, where did you end up? Okay, well, I should hedge back on completely finished it. <laughs> <laughs> I have uh, seen the credits to the game twice, okay? And okay. I've seen what little there is to the ending, but I have not gotten every single item because this map is freaking huge, and I am not particularly in the mood to look around <laughs> for, like, the two leftover items to scratch off the, like, 2% left on the completion percentage. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah, uh, I it's uh, half the fun of this kind of a game is like, ooh, can I can I get that one hundred percent completion? Very much like Super Metroid or or of right, course Hollow Knight. Right. Like there's a percentage kind of counter, a percentage counter that is ticking up as you find collectibles and interact with characters and, and move the plot along, defeat bosses and all that kind of stuff. And uh, yeah, I'm sitting there at about ninety eight point three percent completion where it's like oh gosh i'm not gonna fight i'm not gonna fight the final boss until they find those last like two things but that that said even without having uh you know conquered the final challenge it's it's really grown on me it's very good uh it has that metroidvania thing of you unlock fun ways to move about the map and the way the the, the things you unlock in this game are really good there's a there's like a zipline thing that feels incredible to use. I love uh, the zipline. <laughs> the zipline is extremely good. There's a little, a short teleport that lets you move uh, through obstacles in, in, in a fun way. It, it's it's great. I still wish there was a little more to the combat uh, than there is, but I'm, I'm still very much enjoying my time with it. And there's a couple boss fights that are that are fun and challenging, and, and took me a couple of a couple of tries without feeling too frustrating. So I don't know if, if you've been on the fence about Haiku the Robot, if you, if you were intrigued hearing our, our discussion of it last week and you uh, want a stronger endorsement of the game, I can confidently say that Haiku the Robot is very, very good. Um, so yeah, if you've been if you've been waiting or or again, similar to how we what we just talked about, if you're waiting for Silk Song and you just want a Metroid like any Metroidvania to, to fill the <laughs> to fill the time, uh, this one will definitely help you help you kill a weekend for sure. It's not overly long too, which I like. It's like it kind of reminded me of, of Gato Roboto, oh, yeah, uh, totally. another short Metroidvania. Oh, you like you got it's yeah. it's very Gato Roboto vibes uh, uh, in terms of like if you just want like a short Metroidvania that still feels really satisfying. This one is very much along along those lines. Mm-hmm. Um, so hey, yeah, you guys Haku the Robot. Sold, you, you sold me on this. I, I it was on my radar, and I heard you guys oh, talk about it last mm-hmm. week. And um, huge huge Hollow Knight fan, and um, oh, yeah. I'm ex- I'm exactly what you describe waiting. Here waiting for Silk Song, and um, I wasn't sure about this, but I, I, it's it's now it's it's on my list for sure. Yeah, it's, it's, really, it's super good. Yeah, really got back up what Cameron's saying because like there are so many Hollow Knight com- comparisons you can mm-hmm. make uh, for for Haiku the Robot. Like a lo- if you just break down the gameplay of it and the structure of the game, it's got this very mysterious atmospheric setting. You've got random cryptic travelers that you run into along the way. You have a selection of upgrades that you can only equip at save points like there are, are a lot of things that really seem similar to hollow knight but it really just executes it just so so brilliantly it may not be the most original metroidvania around because of all the hollow knight similarities but what it really nails is just this really satisfying gameplay loop the constant clip of exploration this world that is huge but never really felt too overwhelming at the same time like there's this constant clip of unlocking new areas getting new abilities achieving new uh, gameplay mechanics and styles and on, on top of that one thing i really want to add is just that the atmosphere in this game was like surprisingly evocative to me the vibes like, are the vibes are good yeah 
They're so good. Like, knowing that the game had this really cutesy visual style and was called Haiku the Robot, I don't think you would expect booting up the game for it to have such a, a dark vibe to it because nice. there's not much music at all. Instead, mm-hmm. you have primarily ambient mechanical noises like metal clanking in the background, maybe some percussion here and there, and very light synth melodies uh, that kind of just, like, wave across the air airwaves, you could say. Like, very, very faint but it all combines to create this not quite eerie but deeply compelling and serious atmosphere that kind of makes up for the game's general lack of storytelling it's just a surprisingly well realized setting that complements the gameplay it it just really it's a really well executed metroidvania that's cool yeah yeah it's good it's uh it's Again, it's in the name, like Metroidvania. I think you, you all know what you're getting in for here. It's not it's not trying to reinvent the wheel. I think it still does interesting things within the genre. Like like I've you know I've played a billion I'm of these. Fine you know, with that. <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean. Like like yeah. it's I, I think it's uh, like if you've played this kind of game before and you've enjoyed it, I think there's a lot to latch onto here. Um, but it's it, it doesn't feel like it's uh, yeah like like. I don't know. I'm just repeating myself now, but it's like it, it really does. It, it executes well on what it, what it's trying to do, mm-hmm. and um, I'll, I'll report back if I manage to to hit that 100% completion because I'm like right there, and it's truly driving me insane. So if I if I can find that last power cell, I'm gonna feel really good about myself. I feel um, like it says a lot that both both of you almost 100%ed it. Like that says a yeah. lot. Yeah. Right? Well, and, and I'll say this: it, it didn't feel arduous. Yeah. You know, no, it's a like, fairly easy game, honestly. Yeah, like I like, like a lot of these, a lot of the like even you know talking about like I don't know like like Hollow Knight for example. It's tough to oh, to to hundred percent Hollow Knight. <laughs> Extremely satisfying, like to be clear, like one of the best games in the last few years for sure. Yeah. But like to to like if you're trying to hundred percent Hollow Knight, it's it feels like oh boy, this is a mountain. Mm-hmm. Uh, whereas this one, it feels a little bit more like oh, it's like a it, like it's tough but fair. You know, yeah. it doesn't feel like you don't have to do like what's the thing in Hollow Knight, the, the the path of pain, or you know what I mean. There's nothing, there's like, nothing that, like nothing like that in this game. Yeah, Haiku yeah. the robot has is not trying to punish you, um, and there's no like you know one life mode or anything like that. You don't have to worry about any of that crazy stuff. You know. Yeah, and the exploration uh, is paced really well too, because I find agreed, that yeah. a lot of times in Metroidvanias, I tend to get lost, but not in the fun. Oh boy, there's so many possibilities. I, I just keep wandering around and discovering new things. Kind of lost, more like I'm running in circles. I'm going to rip my hair out. I need to look at a YouTube guide or something to figure out where the heck I'm supposed to go. I think that Haiku does a really good job of letting you go almost anywhere from the very start, and no matter what direction you go in, you will make progress. You will. Uh, make headway in the campaign move the story forward it's a really nice way of giving the player freedom without ever putting unnecessary constrictions or making it feel frustrating to get from one place to another so the exploration is just really well well put together in the game as well yeah it's uh it's good <laughs> i think we i think nice. we can we can bottom uh, line it's a good game bottom line I, we don't have joe's take here but uh bottom line it's <laughs> It's good. Um, it's a beautiful so yeah, I think robots. <laughs> yeah, if you, yeah, if you, if you listen, if you like, you like robots, you like Metroidvanias. This is this is the game for you. Um, and if you like haikus too, don't forget that. I cannot. Oh boy, don't don't spoil this for me, Campbell. But I'm desperate to know if they pay off the kind of the literary devices thing that they have going 
throughout this game. Like all the all the all the NPCs are named after literary devices, which is fun. But it's also like, is this, is this gonna is this gonna pay off? Like, what's what's going on? So I'm, I'm I'm very intrigued to know if if that pays off at the very end. I'll just say that the story is one of my less favorite aspects of the okay. game. Okay, so I'll leave it there. <laughs> you can probably guess fair why. Enough. So yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. All right, fair enough. Uh, schools. I think that'll about uh, about do it for today's or tonight's episode. We gotta we gotta. It's late for for the boys over there on the east coast, so we're gonna wrap it up here. I've been your host, Cameron Dax, and you can find some of my writing over at GoombaStomp.com. I reviewed lately Immortality, which is an incredible game that everyone should play. You can play it on literally any platform, and if you have Netflix, you can you have access to this game. So I, I highly recommend you check out Immortality extremely good uh, and of course read my review about it too that would be nice too um, I'm over on Twitter at Action Daxon Mark where can people find you on the internet find me at the Markel but of course Mark with the C Cal the K over on GoombaStomp.com you can check out all my coverage for Splatoon 3 of course uh, still got all my coverage up for Xenoblade Chronicles Kirby's Dream Buffet all those good games uh, over on our sister site Tilt Magazine you can check out my reviews for Andor which uh, I won't say anything about it just yet but uh, mm. check it out. <laughs> Can't wait to watch. Can't wait to watch. Uh, Campbell, what about yourself? You can find my games writing, surprisingly, over at GoombaStomp.com. Uh, my most recent article is a write-up based on last week's discussion with Celia Schilling, uh, marketing manager at Yacht Club, about Shovel Knight Dig. Check out that article for some info about Shovel Knight Dig before it releases later this week. Um, also got an indie game spotlight from the past weekend, as well as an article about our interview with Tom Hewlett director of spider source and stay tuned for a written review a shovel knight dig which should be out depending on when this podcast goes live either right when it's up or shortly thereafter so stay tuned for that and you can follow me on social media at campbell Gill, uppercase csg lovely and marty thank you so much again for for, ha- for coming on the show we we love having our buddy marty allen over here on the podcast so thank you so much for for, for gracing us with your presence it's always a delight to have you on Oh my goodness! It's always my pleasure. I said this to you before the pod started. It, it's I listen all the time. It feels like I'm I'm just hanging out with my friends in, in person now, as opposed to just like having conversations with you in my brain while you while you talk. Um, <laughs> but if you're, if you're um, Marty, if, giving the game away here. Um, where, where, where do you want to any uh, any social media you want to shout out? Any articles you want to want to promote? Shockingly, you can find my games writing on uh, GoombaStomp.com, and sometimes I do write about TV uh, over there occasionally too on tilt um um if you put my name marty in the word stuff s-t-u-f-f uh that's my website martystuff.com and at martystuff on instagram and twitter a little bit too i guess um yeah i do all all kinds of things out there in the world check it out Uh, lovely um, and yeah, uh, and, and hey congrats congrats again for being featured on the new york times a little uh, up and coming uh, publication yeah i was gonna say up and up and coming <laughs> publication uh the new york times um super awesome man like congrats <laughs> i you, so you want to talk yeah. a little bit about that for while we're while we're closing out here oh well i i just am in the midst of uh putting up a play for for kids neurodiverse kids particularly kids who are on the autism spectrum called a perfect party for trees and uh, I wrote it and co-created it with a bunch of amazing, incredible artists, and the New York Times wrote a nice big feature on it. Huge, huge honor, and I'm just really excited about the whole experience. It's been amazing. 
That's awesome, man. Congrats. Yeah, uh, so, of course, so if you want to, you know, uh, you know, stop at Goomba Stomp first and then maybe head over to the New York Times and, and check out that, <laughs> uh, that, that Failing. feature. <laughs> <laughs> uh, N-Express is also on social media. We're on Twitter at N-Express Nintendo. And, of course, available to rate, review, all that good stuff over on the podcast platform of your choice. Thank you so much for listening. And we'll catch you next time.